And that's where we'll end our session today. Yay! Yay. Did she use the phrase mayday, mayday, oops? (laughs) (laughs) I really... And how everyone got the invitations. Yeah. Uh, It's funny you should mention that. Um, (laughs) Sentient river otters... I've yes! take, taken the place of the male the male system. Is that for real? That is for real. Uh, not created by the wizard in the northeast, but created by a certain goddess. Calamity? <laughs> Calamity, goddess of the river rudder people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can't be evil. She makes the river rotter people. I'm so happy. All right, so that's that. Um, I'm trying really hard not to cry. Uh, <laughs> well, good luck with that, Chris. Already tearing up a little bit. Uh, oh. Well. Well. So that was a thing we all did together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over the course of many years and hours of fun and excitement. Starting September 13th, 2015. Uh-huh. Wow. Almost three years ago. That is awesome. All of us living in Champaign-Urbana. Peace. Gathered around the table at your house. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Chris, tell us next week we can just keep going, right? <laughs> um, all right, so now that we're out of the um, campaign, uh, so yeah, <laughs> a few more details that didn't slip in there for uh, from your guys' epilogues that you might want to know about each other. So, uh, Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Good, good, good. Um, I do like that uh, Matt made mention that on uh, him and Nicola's 10th <laughs> anniversary... They drink the potion of longevity and then bane like 20-somethings all night. Rangram <laughs> <laughs> um, will eventually no longer... Rangram will eventually stop being the mayor of New Haven and will kind of... He, he picks up some other things that he wants to do. But it was outside... I figured that was kind of outside the scope of the 10-year epilogue, so... Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you, you want to share? It's up to Chris what he wants to share in terms of world building. Well, I mean, I can you can share whatever you want. Um, uh, I, I'm still not sure how long sure. the next session will be away from this one and where it's going to be set. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of planning I need to do. Um, a lot of lessons I need to learn from having actually run my first ever. 20 level ish campaign. Uh, endings are hard, you. Uh, yeah. Very, they're much harder than they seem. Uh, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, oh, you'll be interested in this. He does, um, I think, both uh, uh, um, Amanda and Caitlin will be interested in to know that. Uh, 
His uh, Black Mountain schools actively seek out orphans and refugees of subjugated races, particularly tieflings in an effort to make up for his misguided short-term support of Solari. Orcs is part of the Queen's work for reparations for her country's wrongdoing, and dwells, among other marginalized people. Uh, There's only like seven of them. They're out there. Um, Not anymore. Grim, let's see, where's Grim's window? What are Grim's kids be? Wells? Half-elves? They're half-elves, yeah. <laughs> half, half halfling elves. Um, Elflings, I think we said, right? Elflings. But uh, basically, the um, yeah, the black mountain, the black mountain clan, um, uh, without Malfiax in the mountains, uh, is able to thrive uh, from Heart Home, which is their home, uh, working together, uh, kind of building community. Uh, Grim got married to his high school sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> And did you read that other part first? Yeah, no, I've read it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, I'm sorry, who's the other wife? Uh, oh, uh, Alurian's sister, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he ends up in a triad. Uh, and there's some, there's some, there's some battles and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, Angrim long outlives uh, outlives Rangrim. Yeah. Just in the nature of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, and um, so Narasthana, yeah, that's her thing. Uh, and Calamity, um, she actually, uh, so the gods will eventually start creating their own planes as they develop. <laughs> Uh, Calamity is, uh, her plane is sort of an extra planer bar slash bakery. Kyle becomes immortal as a result of Calamity's influence over him because one thing a god, she has godly powers and the one thing she wants more than anything is for him never to die, so. (laughs) Um, Nice. Is there a new race of dragon kitties? No, he's just the one. Um... And and so in fact, much like Odin's ravens, uh, like Kyle becomes associated with calamity as a god, uh, and uh, and um, yeah, as in the new in the new new pantheon, she kind of becomes known as the playful trickster god. <laughs> so accurate. At least, at least, at least in the uh, cultures that. You know, worshiper. So, so does Narasana end up getting assassinated, or does she succeed in her goals? Oh, uh, that's something we'll have to find out in a future campaign. Ah. Um, but she is at least in the at least in the ten years that we've covered in their epilogue, uh, she is very successful in breaking up the merchant guilds. They uh, had quite the financial setback all of a sudden. <laughs> As a thief managed to rob all of them in a single day. Thanks, Calamity! Uh, <laughs> Sadly, that same day, three banks collapsed. And <laughs> That's all right. The banks were part of the Merchant Guild, too. I'm not worried. Um, yeah, so that's... 
I imagine Maynell just went on to be a prof- like a kind of a uh, researcher in the in the library. So the so uh, you know one of the things we'll explore more in our future campaigns is what happens to these old religious institutions. You know, so the choosing one obviously becomes like a charity for like helping the unfortunate. The Colth one just becomes a straight up library. Like that's mm-hmm. and and you you know universities how will have cult affiliations um so they're doing what they wanted to do the entire time anyway (laughs) pretty much um now that we're out of the campaign are there any questions you have that i could i could potentially answer we'll do it we'll do a little uh post post campaign q a what what would you say is our biggest like dropped plot thread somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, there's all sorts of... Because here's the thing about my DMing style is I don't... I, I throw a bunch of hooks out there and see what you guys nibble on. So, I yeah. mean... The importance of the plot threads is very dependent on where you want to take the story. So... Um, there was a few things like Veracast leaving uh, probably changed is the biggest plot thread you know changer because it meant like the brothers darby stuff kind of it changed how that kind of was going to shake out uh and stuff like that and um, how is the serial killer bard thing gonna resolve that's that how is the serial killer bard thing gonna resolve (laughs) i mean there was a side quest you guys could have you guys could have tracked her down and you know brought her to justice or not uh, <laughs> was it larissa no was it? It, was it? A, it was an elf larissa was a human yeah we had her name too i just forgot about it yeah. <laughs> uh, Romardo the bardo though never was brought to justice <laughs> yeah when when rangram was uh blackout drunk and attacked was he actually attacked or was he just hallucinating oh from romardo yeah no he was actually attacked he okay. he he fucked that guy <laughs> up pretty like he like i mean you this guy was trying to perform and you came in and you just ruined his set you ruined his show you <laughs> just took over the evening and like he was he lost the crowd and he lost his money for that night and you were fall down drunk in an alleyway, so he's like, I'll take my shot. <laughs> Is there an epilogue for Irk? Yeah. Uh, Irk, Irk, the ox found, Irk the Ox found peace. He, uh, he found a uh, nice meadow uh, that never got set fire, and uh, he, met, he, met a, he met another oxen... Uh, pers- another ox out there, and uh, had some kids and died of old age. <laughs> After like a year and a half. <laughs> what, about, what about Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, the uh, three dwarven king chipmunks? <laughs> Those ghosts that you did nothing with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? The three ghosts that escaped from the uh, underground temp- underground dungeon that you guys went into. <laughs> They they they, they, went, they went and haunted some mansion that some plucky kids were investigating. 
<laughs> they would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been. I mean, I, don't, I maybe would have thought more of what happened to them if you'd done any sort of like follow up <laughs> on them. <laughs> I tried out to waste too much of my planning time on things that aren't going to come up. <laughs> what about the goat? <laughs> we That's pulled right. out the back, fuzzy, fuzzy, cute, cute. The evil goat. The evil goat. <laughs> uh, he got errated into out of he got errated out of existence. <laughs> Did the. Uh... Fair. None of the none of the side stories with that evil druid came to anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, there's your biggest dangling plot thread. <laughs> Are you talking about Mercer? No, no. there was a, a story that Ray, or Sean had written about the uh, the the uh, displaced animals that you guys came across teaming together with a evil druid who was going to sick them on you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <sighs> trying to remember I had so many questions all along and I just can't remember mm-hmm. a damn one and it's like now that Chris can answer them fuck that yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen with <laughs> never mind with I'm not going to say it ah! <laughs> come on for secrets is past no I'm yes. not going to say it cause I'm going to read the fucking thing <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't know if that game's still going on. <laughs> we determined that wasn't a thing. Oh, you mean Seattle's game? No. no. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I know parts of it were gone because they didn't have the brothers anymore. Yeah. What? The prophecy. Oh. Then what was that going to mean? <laughs> what parts did we have ideas of and what parts were we totally off on? Oh, we, can yeah. talk, we can talk about that. I mean... I still don't understand the line that over tombs forgotten blood will rain. Yeah. Or is it a Flavian trick all along? Um, that actually was meant to be a reference to the place that you'd already been. It was kind of a you guys were you guys were in that underground crypt and yeah, uh, oh, yeah. and the ceiling was raining blood. Yeah. Was that the mummy's fuck crypt? Yes. No, that was the uh, the one with the chain devil. Oh yeah, uh, where the blood was actually raining from the ceiling. Yeah, I forgot that. Okay, on the Book of Prayers to Cilia, I think. Or yeah, yeah. next 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 off next off. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know yeah. Was it Amitov or Nekta? I can I can also yeah. give you the uh, the spellings of what? those words now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh yeah! The actual approved spelling. I think you guys got most of them right because it's, it's over tombs forgotten. Blood will rain. R a i n, not R e i g n. The noonday sun gives way to night. N i g h t. Okay, what does that mean? That was the eclipse. That was the eclipse. Eclipse. Yeah. Uh, the two-headed bear split in twain. That was the uh, fall of the Carthalian kingdom. Okay. Uh. On the field of death, the brothers fight. Um, that one didn't really come to pass. Actually, that was that was before that was supposed to be um, Colth and Colth, uh, the, like the fight between Colth and Morad, okay. or uh, between Solari and Morad, depending on. Uh, Who knows? Maybe it hasn't come to pass yet. No, no, just it's just hey, you know, you you, you make a, you make a prophecy in Act One. You try to hit all those checkpoints by the end of it. Like that's the best you can do. Uh, 
I mean, the dragon, the dragon struck by iron is slain. That one, you guys figured out like immediately that Narakash was struck by Brana Ironheart, mm-hmm. and so you slew her. Uh, and the last gasping breath, sisters unite. That's uh, pretty. That's the, yeah. the gods coming together to defeat the uh, defeat Zelia. So, I mean, so with the exception many- of, with the exception of on the field of death, the brothers fight. I mean. So it wasn't one prophecy. It was literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. <laughs> one prophecy of a bunch of things. Yes. Yeah. And obviously, like, I didn't know how... I, I could not possibly plan for how all of those things would come into effect. So I I tried to come up with some things that, I, like, based on kind of where I th- saw some story going that could come to, come to pass. And... Um, you know, do my best to adapt the story where where I can to check those off. That's the that's the trick. And 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 really, I think too, it's the nature of prophecy that yeah. it's like, it's like the uncertainty principle. Mm-hmm. Once you name it, well, yeah, but I've also never heard a, a prophecy that was about eight different events. I've, they've always been like, "There's this one thing," and the whole verse is about this one thing. So I just didn't realize it was all. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many how many story points did you would you develop along the way? Like what do you None. mean? Because we're like psychotic children running around. <laughs> Each act did you come up with like nine or ten different directions that we we could go and see you you can't map out all the possibilities. So yeah. what, so my method, what I do is I I try to come up with um I don't come up with. I don't come up with uh, how I think things should go or will go. I come up with events to see how you'll react to them. And I mean, and that's you know, and you you try to do that, and you try to, and obviously some things you kind of say you kind of like t- you take some events and like okay, scroll this away for later, you know, mm-hmm. you know there's and so the the nature of the events what's different. So like for example like. Certain things would be like, okay, this thing is going to happen, and it'll happen on this schedule. And these, you know, every time something on the schedule gets checked off, the players will get this piece of information about it, and they can choose whether or not they're going to do it. If they don't do anything, it'll just go to its natural conclusion, and things will happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. And if, and if they whatever. intervene at certain points, and you kind of figure it out from there. So, so kind of whatever the consequence would have been of that action being un. For that event being unaddressed, mm-hmm. and in, and the most important thing, if you're ever thinking about DMing, is never, never fix the endpoint. Like, yeah. <laughs> never, never, like, never be afraid to like. I mean, the player players will surprise you. They will delight you. The more they <laughs> the more they go against your plans, the more interesting the story usually is. So, I mean, you just have to be able to roll with that. But I guess how how uh, and if I'm doing my job right, you can't tell if what I've planned and what I've what I've had to improvise because you've gone completely off script. It's infuriating. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the craziest thing we've done? Yeah, what was the thing that we did that threw you off the most? <laughs> I mean, every session, right? I mean, I feel like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. 
let's think about this. I'm 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 expanding my notes, kind of looking through the episode titles here. Um, I was really shocked when Calamity ran away from Cod <laughs> Underground. <laughs> <laughs> That was not one of the scenarios I was expecting. Um, <laughs> Which one uh, was that? Uh, the oh, Temple of oh, Madness. Oh, Betrayal. Yeah. Oh no, the the what part after that? Yeah, where you guys were, you guys had the demons on your face, and uh, oh, and she saved us. She saved yeah. you, and she ran away. <laughs> yeah, great. You ran away. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Did you expect Calamity to save Commerce life the episode before that? <laughs> that was expected. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about you know we uh, Amanda had done some research into cults and how people in cults behave, and so that was that was expected, uh, or not surprising, I guess I should say. <laughs> um. I didn't expect you to to waterboard that angel that one time. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that escalated quickly." <laughs> that's how you that's how you keep the angels guessing. <laughs> oh god. And now she's a god. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't expect you to charge after Z when you did. Uh but mm. I also had a session to prepare for. <laughs> yeah. We lost in Lady Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and that wasn't planned. That was, mm-hmm. that was just how the dice fell. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or any of the many times they lost, we lost Rangram. <laughs> that was kind At of At first, it was just expected. Yeah. So, <laughs> there were two little mini sessions that I had without that weren't recorded. Um, uh, one was with uh, Veracas after he went to went to the Nine Hell or uh, the Gray Waste. Um, so we we role played out his uh, his um, his time there, just so I knew what happened. Uh, and. Uh, and then we did a little mini session for Rangram when he got infected with the with, with the with the thing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a kind of a few sessions <laughs> of like me keeping that secret that I was already. Oh, that happened when you got stabbed. Is on you no, he tried to Are we are we just taking a couple weeks off? Are we playing next week? <laughs> like I know Chris doesn't want to DM next week, but 
Who wants? Okay, so who wants to take the next, uh, the first mini campaign? Who wants to? Any volunteers? I am in the process of moving, so mm-hmm. I have no yeah. time to prep for anything. I can do the first one. It's fine. Um, it's been a very busy couple of weeks for me, so I'm not sure if I'll have it ready this next Sunday. But I can try. And then Sean and down the weekend after that or something. Well, could we uh, we could we could do a character building session if that would be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just. Uh... And yours is going to be a one shot, Matt. Well, um, it like might a... be a few seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, these are going to be like little mini mini arcs. Like, because I I do have an idea, but it's going to take me a little bit to to do the research and flesh it out. Probably more than two weeks and I'm out next week from Wednesday through Sunday I'll be back Sunday night but um, it just means I won't have a lot of time to do my can, planning can I make a doodle doc for the rest of the summer with like our planned absences Yeah, <laughs> I actually have that you guys mocked me for having that calendar but I do have that calendar <laughs> okay. well it's your personal calendar yeah it's not well it's a separate calendar that's I have multiple calendars in my calendar. But it's your personal separate calendar. Like, you don't share it with everybody else. Yeah. It's good to have. Uh, but yeah, we should... Uh, so if some, some, here, I can, I can do that. I'm also going to shut the recording off unless anybody has anything else they want on mic. Um, I want you to tell us about Baron Doria Darcy. You told me when we were drinking that one time. And I've got it secret from Caitlin the entire time. What? Okay, that's mean. But yes... <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, so when I originally wrote Baron Goria, so there was going to be a informant to Z in Miri's group. Uh, mm. and it was originally going to be Baron Goria. Uh-huh. But I decided like after, after like, and this is before your characters even started dating, but your, your response to her was just so positive that I changed it to a different character. I changed <laughs> it to the, uh, Lady Salar. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I uh, not a big thing. I just thought that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really liked her too. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad she wasn't evil. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. and that's what I'm saying about DMing. You gotta you gotta be flexible. Like you gotta read the room. And obviously, like Miri, I mean, ever since the moment you met him, I knew that he was just using you and playing you for whatever advantage you could gain because he's a devil and that's what devils do. <laughs> I love how like when we first met him we're all just like, yeah, we gotta be real careful about this guy. <laughs> and then, and then like two weeks later we were done. And then he like he, he was nice to Kyle and the and one eighty. <laughs> well, and that's and that's that's his insidious nature. Is he was very charismatic, and I knew he, I wanted him to be very charming. I wanted people to forget, like how does this? How does a devil end up on the on the council? And it's got to he's got to make people forget he's a devil. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> yeah, it really worked. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, I made him very charming and very you know charismatic and very the type of person that would like you feel like would care about you, but that's all just a, a front. It also helps when all the good people on the council are dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's part of it. Yeah. Like there, there was a theme in the campaign about, you know, you know, 
you can say you're, you're you you can say you're representing good and still be a corrupted and a dick and you know the crowd isn't corrupted and part of that had to come through based on your backstories when like Narasana was like yeah I was tortured by the Church of Virtues and like well the Church of Virtues just has to be corrupted in Carthal <laughs> that's not what they would do but I could see. You know, if it, it tied in well with the story of corruption that I wanted to tell. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, the church there is corrupted. <laughs> yep. I, th- I mean, I do think that we, even, like, straight out of the gate with that, you know, we all did a really, really good job of, of helping Chris along, too, in terms of just coming up with backstories and things that gave him a lot of Stuff well, and you'll notice the first thing I gave you was a questionnaire, yeah. and that questionnaire might as well just be called, "Hey, these are plot hooks the DM will use for and against you." <laughs> yep. Well, even with that, though, like I think it had been like a little while longer, at least for calamity. Like it had been a couple of weeks into it before she really had like a backstory. Mm-hmm. She had like her parents were dead and. Thing, but. Yeah, and that, that's, that's kind of true for all of you. you that's that's what's wonderful about playing an RPG is you come in with what you think the character is going to be like, and then as you play them, you find out that there's somebody else, maybe or different than you thought. They take on a life of their yeah. own, hopefully. Oh. Well, and I'm really excited to make another character because I know like we're da- ba- probably basing it in an, obviously in a different time and maybe in a different place, but at least now I know what kind of world it's in. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really exciting. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have many questions, but they can wait until we're a little closer to character creation. I think. <laughs> well, let's just really quickly. Uh, what is everybody thinking, like in terms of race and class, just general sort of thing, so nobody's doubling up? Elf wizard. Oh, nice. I'm thinking maybe human ranger. Oh, not going with the turtle monk. Yeah, we decided to switch it around. I'm going to do the turtle in the Seattle campaign. Oh, you're starting another one. Yeah. Nice. Another another twelve to fourteen session campaign. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't decided. I was thinking maybe an elf fighter, but I don't know. I haven't I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I haven't, I've been I've been a lot of thinking to do about three different characters. So yeah. I want to come, kind of come up with an idea for one that I like. Well, we can just cycle through all three of them during the campaign again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Barbarian, but I'm going to check with Chris about racial stuff. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Um, cool. Uh, I would just say uh, um, don't come up with national origin yet. Um, I've got some thinking i got to do over the upcoming weeks. Some world yeah. building, some world tuning. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Timeline-wise, as to when we might start the next one, how long of a break are you looking for? Like, the summer, a year? Well, let's see. We're going to have... So if um, Matt runs a two-to-five-week mini-arc, and Amanda runs a two-to-five-week mini-arc, and I run a two-to-five-week mini-arc, and Sean runs a one or two or five-week, so I mean... So let's say we average three three apiece. That's 12 weeks for three months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, so that, that that's a general approximate yardstick. I mean, I, I guess my question is not how much time can we fill, but how much of a break do you actually want? Yes. <laughs> that's the more important question, because the rest of us don't do a fucking thing. You're the one who's actually working for this shit. 
Um, well, let's do the, let's do the mini arcs, and if I feel like I need more time, then I can I can request it. Uh, I th- I think I'll be good to get back into it then, but it will be nice to have. As much as I love DMing and love y'all, it will it will be nice to have a few months where I'm not thinking about it all week every week. <laughs> we want to share stories we wrote in Centris. Yes, please do. Does Chris want to <laughs> oh, share all of them? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if you wanted to incorporate any of that as secret knowledge and. What you're doing your now. new characters will have no connection to your current characters. That is the one rule I'm going to institute. So, um, yeah, there's Don't absolutely- all the information. What's that? Freedom of- this is the Freedom of Information Act. Yeah, so, calamity. So you guys can share it all. You have questions for each other. This is a good time to. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a Q and A at me. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, for Veracast, did uh, Rangroom Rangroom was completely out of bites at that apple, wasn't he? <laughs> I knew the next time he died, it was going to be for good. Oh yeah, no, Veracast was not oh, going to bring oh, Rangroom back. No, in fact, in fact there was a good I chance told that, Ver- Chris that specifically. Yeah, why did you say that? I think I even told Chris that specifically. Like, I'm not bringing Rangroom back to life again. Yeah. Not only that, but you also, I think, said like, and I might. If, if if there's a way I can push him a little further into some dangerous situation, yes, I did actually. <laughs> yeah. That's also a thing I did, yes, uh, or said I would do. But then churches blew up, and I got sent to a different plane. <laughs> it does tend to change one's plans. <laughs> yeah, that puts a, it's a little bit of a trick in it. Did Did Veracast ever actually like animals? Or was it, yes. just, it was just a thing. A no, it was totally his thing. He loved animals and hated everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone? Like, like, well, <laughs> it d- depends which Veracast we're talking about because yeah. skeleton yeah. Veracast and human Veracast were two very, very different personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that was sort of intentional when he became human again that I, I wanted to change his personality kind of drastically. I didn't let, I don't think I let it on immediately. No, uh, it wasn't as much into the, you know, the fun that we used to have. Yeah. Becoming yeah. fully human again, like it restored a lot of his memory of his past and his previous life. And like it set him down like a much more dark and fanatical path than he had been on when he was just a skeleton. You so, don't know about what happened to him in the Grey Wastes? I mean, probably. <laughs> um, like, he he saw a vast battlefield where demons and devils were fighting one another because crossroads between their two realms. Um, he saw the river sticks uh, and the souls being ferried across it. He saw um, souls that were like on this like death march, I guess you kind of say through the great wastes that when they like finally ran out of energy would just dissolve into nothing and cease to exist. Um, and yeah. That'll leave a mark. There's one thing I want to talk about that I never understood on one of the, one of the, the, the layers of Gehenna is like this creepy forest. Mm-hmm. And there was a 
town just in the middle of it. I never understood why that was there or who the people there were. Um, um, so the so the, the Outer Plains, a long time ago, I made a decision to uh, to use the standard D&D planes because there's this whole rich planes of the manuals. And so all the, uh, all the planar stuff came from that. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I'm talking like, like this is like, I think this, I think I made this decision back in like 2001 or two when the third edition manual of the planes came out and I was enamored with it. Uh, and yeah, in, in those books, in the gray waste, there is a fucking town in, in the middle of that plane of Gehenna. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a refuge for souls that tried to avoid all this bad shit that happens there. Um, but that is where Brana was hiding, and that is where she picked up your tail. Of course, um, it is okay because you Veracast poked his poked around in there and tried to get get people to come out of their homes and called it a lot of attention to himself. And so Brana had managed to get herself there and then followed him from there. Um, what was going on with the necromancers in Carthol? Mm. Oh yeah! Oh, they're they're a total front for the lich. Uh, the, yeah, but the Melrock is the other lich that lived in the Shadowfell. Uh, Shadowfell what's we call it, right? What's that? What's that? Uh, the lich that lived in the shad the Shadowfell's castle, right? Because that's yeah. a different one yeah. than Melrock was. Yeah. No, no, that, no, no. I'm not. It, there, the. The the, no, li- the, the 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 lich in the Shadowfell, unbeknownst to the people in the Shadowfell, had been missing for a long time. Oh. The necromancers were keeping up appearances. Oh. So wait, the necromancers in the mortal plane were keeping up appearances for the lich that was in the Shadowfell? Yes. The, the necromancers in Carthol traveled back and forth to the Shadowfell frequently. Uh, they were in service of a lich. Uh, the lich was missing. The lich got returned. <laughs> okay. Thanks so for them. They've had a great year. <laughs> what about the guy that was... Uh, I, I can't remember his name. Where we... The, the scary dude right on the edge of the blight when we went to the Shadowfell the first time. Could we have taken him this at this point? Wow. Uh, which, which, oh! The, the guy who had your dad's soul? Yeah, was it like the Witch King or? Oh, oh no, no, he would have, he would have wrecked your day uh, if you've tried fighting him. Well, back then, the yeah, Night King, the Night like King. a level twenty. He he was like CR twenty. Okay, so I mean, you guys, you guys could have easily killed him at the end of the campaign, but hmm. yeah, no, he was he was meant to be. Oh, man, as a DM, you really have to be careful. Like there are powers, there are powers in the universe that are far greater than the players, yeah. and you just have to really make sure that you're hammering home to them, y'all, when they meet them, that they are well above them, and you shouldn't try to attack them. We've had a few issues with that. Yes, yeah, we get a little big for our britches. Hey, and uh, you know, we survived. I don't think we're too big for our britches at all. We got it done. What's some, with some well scheduled retreats? Yes. <laughs> you guys, you guys only made it to the end of the campaign because you were smart enough to run. Sometimes <laughs> you, you would, really, you would maybe would be or wouldn't be shocked to learn that a lot of D and D groups don't know how to run, and so all 
all the TPKs I've been in have been because we should have run and we didn't. There are a couple times we didn't run and we just managed to like luck out of it. Luck out. Like, yeah, there was a, we should have fucking died. There was a there was a few that, close calls. Uh, when we were fighting um, Oso Carthel the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the and Oni, we, I think, was the closest to killing. The, I think the oh, Oni no. was the closest to a TPK. Yeah. Uh, either yeah. that, either that, because that was literally one saving one throw. One saving throw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys would have been all dead. Uh, the Elder Brain was close, too. The that, Elder Brain was close, but that's only because you guys decided to not run uh, yeah. and fight Laosian when he came. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he thought he was kidding. Kind <laughs> of think people are lying or pulling the wool over our eyes a lot, and it turns out they're telling us the truth. Well, and I think we couldn't have run without. We we could have run, but we would have been abandoning Kel and, and Barry, right? No, you could have. You could have. You could have got them out. Better, yeah. I'm pretty sure the decision was: well, we're here. And we're either going to die or not. <laughs> that was my decision. <laughs> I thought he was just bringing some more uh, minions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever, buddy. Whatever, Elder Brain. <laughs> Screw you. Nobody's we're afraid not, of some mind flares. I'm not afraid of you, <laughs> dick. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> yeah, I remember specifically thinking in that fight... We are either going to die or win, and there's no other option. <laughs> well, that's usually because, that's usually how fights go. Yeah, no, because I used my teleport, and we, there yeah. was no escape. There oh, was yeah. No so I made that decision at the very beginning of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were very careful to keep one of those for the rest yeah. of the, <laughs> the, rest yeah. of the campaign. Yeah, fussy about it. <laughs> Yes, never, never go teleport dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that fight got real scary. <laughs> that was a fucking scary fight. Yeah. Well, okay. So what? Um. Okay. So let me let me flip this Q and A back at you guys. Like, uh, <laughs> like let's. Oh, we used to do this. Let's go and do some uh, roses and thorns. <laughs> oh God! So, uh, something you liked about the campaign? Something you didn't like about the campaign? <laughs> oh Lord! Didn't like that I had to yell at John all the time. <laughs> I got yelled at a lot. <laughs> so wait, Amanda, you did or did not like that? <laughs> okay, had to yell at Rangram. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I had yelled Sean, but you deserved it. Yelled <laughs> <laughs> Sean, that was the worst joke ever. Mostly for puns. Yeah. Almost, almost entirely for puns. Entirely for puns. And I, and I revel in getting yelled at for puns. <laughs> so that's not a bad thing. No, I mean, I don't, I've never, I've never played a more satisfying game in general. I know. Certainly not of an RPG, so... <laughs> But yeah, a hell of a lot of fun. I was really, really concerned about the ending. It's, <laughs> it is so fucking hard to end something. <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned that Calamity's a god. <laughs> <Just in general. laughs> yeah, who knows how that's gonna go? 
Now that she's out of my hands. Raymond's going to wake up every morning and find his shoelaces tied together. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I just realized you're Loki. You're the Loki of this world. That's Why why are you wearing your shoes to bed? (laughs) She's not. (laughs) Takes them off every night. Wake up with them on and tie them every morning. Anytime he sits down at his desk. (laughs) <laughs> that seems like a lot of trouble yeah <laughs> I don't have much else to do Papa why do you always hop away from your desk <laughs> I, mean, I think the, the most important thing to remember about God Lamity is she is playful and tricksy also a little bit lazy doesn't yeah. like going out of her way <laughs> fair not wrong <laughs> yeah so she was committed to those narrow test dreams. <laughs> that that was I, I did I did love your guys' game of one upmanship with the uh, with the dreams. <laughs> I was a little sad when Narakesh died because that meant the end of end of those. I was too. <laughs> that was fun. Do any of you have a favorite a favorite session favorite session? episode? God. Pick one out of 108? No. Favorite couple? I liked Betrayal. <laughs> it was a great... I mean, because it was just... It was cool to see that that story finally play out a little bit, even though Rangram had to go away. Oh, you, you mean the, uh, the Withering Hand episode? The... Yeah. Oh. Gosh, when you stabbed me, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> no, that was such a wonderful surprise. It was. Well, and I was, I was absolutely for that whole thing, absolutely terrified that I was going <laughs> to fuck it up and give it away. <laughs> I mean, with bad acting or just a you know oopsie. So I'm, I'm, I was glad it came as a surprise to everybody. Well, and to be fair, Sean didn't know he was going to stab Calamity until when he did it. I texted him. So. I actually tried to leave. I tried specifically to leave enough time between when you when you came back from that blackout. I tried. I wanted to make sure there was enough time in there that you uh, that you that you guys would have you would forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was. I mean, granted, it was only like one, two, three, four sessions, but it's like a month. Um, yeah, it was hard because because it was. I did get at a couple of lines that night, so it was like trying to surreptitiously look at my phone and mm-hmm. play it. Off. <laughs> FN lines. Yeah. Nice. You guys are crazy. <laughs> I'm looking through to see what I think it was my favorite. I did love Veracast becoming a villain. That was good for me. Uh, because I knew at some point the party had to split. Yeah. Just because yeah. you guys were doing a really good job of playing your alignments. So that was good. I'm. Can I say, I'm actually happy that it didn't split the way we thought it was going to when yeah. we started. Same yeah. here. You thought it was going to be Calamity and Veracast. Veracast yeah. against Rangram and, Col- and Narasana. I'm glad it didn't work yeah, out that way. Rangram made sure that that was never going to happen from the beginning. No. No, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you didn't You didn't get your mad on for Rangram until well after that. No, absolutely. From the beginning, you just spent all of your time just trying to torment everyone around you. <laughs> poke, poke, poke. Yeah. 
constantly. <laughs> and for a while there, Narasana trusted Veracast way more than she would trust Rangram or Calamity. Because <laughs> Calamity was constantly being mysterious and Rangram was constantly being a jerk. <laughs> And Veracast worked hard to make sure that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> I know that now. Because <laughs> Veracast really wanted to recruit Narasthana to his cause. <laughs> I thought for sure at a certain point there was going to be um, like some action taken that caused an alignment shift. And I know that's what kind of yeah. what Veracast was, was work, working for, but that would have been interesting. I kept thinking Narasana's alignment was going to shift every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, and everyone kept thinking yours was too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure mine wasn't. Uh, I mean, that, well, that, that's, that's the thing about chaotic neutrals. It's basically evil light a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> evil light. Well, that's the thing. And honestly, that is the, tr- the hard part of role-playing chaotic alignments is... It's hard to. It's hard, because of just chaos. It's hard to. It's hard to. Sometimes it's like chaotic good. Yeah, like sometimes it can seem like you're leaning chaotic neutral or chaotic evil. Like, mm-hmm. so if you're chaotic neutral, yeah, like. Well, I think that was that's that was interesting too because it was like, Narasana and I were both chaotic good, mm-hmm. and I think. We, along the way we developed, I leaned a little bit more on the good and that she leaned a little bit more on the chaotic. No, I think it's more reliable to say you leaned a little bit more lawful and I leaned a little bit more chaotic. I don't... Like, you're talking apples and oranges. I mean, I think her biggest downfall was early in McKinney, so... Yeah. <laughs> or the unicorn. Pre, predating McKinney. Uh, Unicorn was after McKinney. Um, And uh, McKinney, actually, I love McKinney. That's actually still one of my favorite parts of the campaign. Because, yeah, like, chaotic good. It's really true to the character. It's very true to the character. Like, and, you know, nobody. It's, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard in a lot of role playing games to have characters make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least, you know. At least, you know, like, conscious mistakes so do things deliberately that other people will think were wrong but yeah. i mean and, and and i think chris and i have talked about this a lot because i've gotten a lot of shit from from you guys from people who listen to it like especially sarah about how you know i'm making evil choices and chris and i have had a lot of discussions about how it's not evil it's the whims of my not the whims but the at the direction of the conscience of the character yeah and sometimes that means murdering people. <laughs> so her, her character's doing what she she perceives to be good. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what my alignment is. And the chaos, awesome. the chaos part of it is what. So she's doing what she perceives to be good, you know, um, but without any thought given to the laws <clears throat> of the land. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, alignments are tricky. It's a tricky system. So. Yeah. Oh, plus the whole theme of this campaign was good is evil and evil is good. So, I mean... Uh, I think it was more just that that there is no black and white. It's all yeah. shades of gray. So. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little more realistic than, than D&D normally is. <laughs> and that's, that's part of it, too, is I try to... I do intentionally try to do that. Like, I think there's some inherent... It, I, I hate to say racism, but 
colonial colonialism maybe inherent in D and D, and the idea that like you know, <laughs> you know, elves are these pure white creatures, and the evil ones are the dark ones, and you know, mm-hmm. the creatures that don't look human that look that look gross are the evil ones, and you know, and are very yeah. othered, and so it's. I think it's definitely, and I don't think that you need to go light on it. I think it's definitely racism. It's just that casual racism that all pe- that all white people have. And well, so, it's, it's, it's derived from Tolkien, who yeah. was very much Super. of a very white colonialist. Exactly. And so, and I mean, ever since I've ever since I've had this world, I've tried to push right. against that, just because it doesn't make any sense that that uh, monsters wouldn't have culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, there are monsters that don't have intelligence or are very bestial in nature. And yeah, those are the ones that... But they're usually solitary solo monsters. If there's a group of monsters working together, that implies a culture. So, Are there, are there, are there non-human rules? Or other race rules for 5th edition? Yeah, you, know, you can play any race. You need to go on to D&D Beyond. Like, yeah. I'll fiddle around it. There's a bunch of shit on there, man. I just remember I when Savage Species came out, I think that was three five or third edition. Mm-hmm. I loved that book just because I was like, "Cool, you get to play anything." Yeah, uh, I think it was um, Volo's Guide to Monsters that added the bestial or the monster races as playable characters. So he added a lot of things. There's some more, some more in um, the Elemental Evil Player's Companion. Well, and that's so, like. Yeah. Beyond is so awesome because if you go in under Chris's thing, you can look at them all. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one of the, Jason's pet playing a bugbear mm-hmm. in our next Seattle campaign. Yeah, nice. Did they? Is Morden Canaan's out? Yeah, yeah. It, it's out and it's in there. Okay. Did they add new playable races in that? They did. Know. There are a couple. They just added some to D and D Beyond recently. Okay. Oh wow! Let's take a look at that. Races, yeah, forty-three pages of homebrew races. Yeah, I don't. Are they in, or are they in? No, if uh, there's, okay. if, I, I try to stick to official, official rules. Um, yeah, if, if yeah. you want to play something that's not in the in one of the official books, talk to me about oh. it. Yeah, they just yeah. added centaurs and minotaurs. Yeah, yeah, but, or the Anna. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. You can play a goblin. You yeah. can play a Goliath. Oh, uh, they do add Gith. You could there Gith are added more than kindness mm-hmm. as a playable race. That's a yeah. They have more about Durgar there. Um, some new gnome options, some new halfling options. So yeah, I think a lot of mine will depend on what time and area we want to we want to play in. Um. So anyway, uh, and in, in the next campaign, one of the things I do know I want to do for my new world building is, uh, um. Is and this is actually one of the reasons I was kind of happy the way this campaign ended up is uh, so when I created the nine gods um, eighteen years ago, uh, um, you know nine gods one for each alignment, you know that it's, <laughs> it's very neat, uh, but I, didn't, I don't feel like it reflects a more of an accurate world. So like. The nice thing about there being these like new gods all over the place is like different cultures in different areas will have different pantheons. Mm-hmm. So the gods, you know, the gods in one area may not be the same gods in another area. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
And of course, you know, there'll be missionaries and you know, some gods will spread, but there'll be a lot more, it'll be a lot less neat and a lot more messy, which I feel is a more interesting, so. A lot less alignment based, too, so. <laughs> it won't be like, this is the lawful good god. All of his followers should try to do lawful good things. Well, I'd not be like, oh, there's someone so tolerant. Can't trust them at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Amanda, at some point, will need to develop what you want your holy symbol to be. Yay! <laughs> um, You're a like, real what? god now. And what? You're a real god now. <laughs> Follower profile and follower profile. <laughs> So, um, uh, awesome. Uh, Tracy said one of your favorite moments was a um, what you call it? Uh, McKinney. McKinney. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I was looking trying to figure out what like episodes, and I'm like, no nah, moments. Do you guys have any favorite moment? Random moments. I still laugh every time when we're doing, you and me are drunk and we find bear cast. Yes. No, no, you're babysitting us. Yeah. Was... yeah the, the, the Larissa and the Larissa and calamity meeting bear cast was. Oh, right. Bear cast. Bear yes. That was, that was, that was great. Um, <laughs> The first, the, the um, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, fruit baskets becoming a thing. Yeah. The fruit, yes. Oh my god, the fruit baskets. I love the fruit yeah. baskets. Uh, <laughs> the passive aggressive fruit baskets. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being your cunt. <laughs> also, I will say as a DM, I love I loved Rangram's just willingness to walk into anything. Yeah. <laughs> Made my job very easy. Like <laughs> until he ran into mummies. Walk into a tree. Yeah, I'll, I'm game. Let's I, do it. Oh, though I will say, I'm still a little disappointed you didn't keep the eye patch longer. <laughs> well, and, and I I handed you a gift. <laughs> I know. And you <laughs> looked at the gift and you just threw it back at me. <laughs> yeah, and I. Uh, there's, I have probably a few like huge regrets, and that's one of them. <laughs> um, the other one, just I think because I didn't have a good enough handle on on actually how to play, was not staying a dwarf because I think Rangram, as I developed him, I think I think would have would have would have really stayed a dwarf. Mm. Yep. Through, yeah, through I was surprised that you didn't. Like, I was too. I was like. I, Why? Just, that was me reactively reacting against it instead of instead of yeah. actually taking a moment thinking about about what Rangram about how that was all Rangram ever wanted. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other one was. Uh, no, I mean uh, it was interesting at least because it's like oh Rangram's you know you would ex- the the obvious choice was for him to stay a dwarf but you know he's rejecting it you know so there was a little bit of that tension of why you know like yeah and I I mean I think it. You know, it worked out. It worked out for the best, but I think it was. I don't know that it was necessarily. I think it might have been inadvertently character consistent, yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. wasn't what they chose to do. Oh, uh, and that uh, dungeon, by the way, a little behind the scenes. That was um, 
the uh, fifth edition DMG has a rules on how to randomly create a dungeon, mm-hmm. and so I randomly generated the entire dungeon. <laughs> nice. I just nice. wanted to see what would happen. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the the belt of dwarf was actually a random magic item I rolled up for it. And I was like, nice. "Fuck yes, this has to be in there." I I, <laughs> I put the monsters in myself, but. Uh, <laughs> I did everything else. Like I was just like, I'm gonna see what this. Da- I'm gonna see how this random dungeon thing works out. So nice. <laughs> took, Sweet. Took a long ass time to do it though. <laughs> I wish I had my uh, iPad then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think looking back through our past episodes, I think the arc where we were trying to get Ingram's father's soul back is maybe my favorite in the yeah. campaign. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's a good one. Involving, involving the witches and then going into the Shadowfell, and it was it was so that was a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah. I liked the uh, sailing in the whole <laughs> Windhaven part. The sailing is that what you said? The Windhaven and all that stuff. Seeing more of the world, yeah. you know, ever <laughs> making a bestie. I also really liked. I, I did like the um, the uh, return arc where you know, or not the return arc, the uh, separation arc where you guys were chasing after Rangram. It was just because it was very different from the other ones, and it was mm-hmm. also I had no idea like how you guys were going to handle it when you got there. Like, neither did we. Just yeah. like- <laughs> I, I was considering it. <laughs> I was very mad. <laughs> I think I really like the downtime ones too. Yeah. Yeah. On vacation, <laughs> for lack of better of a better thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Turning into a crocodile. Oh yeah. <laughs> and see, those little character moments are like, I, if I could just go through all of those, those are my favorite. Like the you turning into a crocodile and like scaring Rickrum and you know. Yeah. Uh, when Maricast pulled a fainting goat out of the bag for calamity, <laughs> that was great. Marisana, trying to get a bell on Kyle. <laughs> so hard, right? For like three or four episodes. <laughs> I imagine, like I mentioned it every once in a while. Once yeah. I came up with the idea, I kept going back to. Oh it. no! I just imagined it was like in the background, just this long-running dispute between mm-hmm. the two of you, and it never, yeah. he never. He, Never let me do it. You, he, you're like the coyote to his roadrunner. <laughs> I, I tend to think every once in a while, I tend to imagine the scenes from D&D animated for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And, and I always imagined, like, every, once, every time Miraslana mentioned that, I always imagined, like, the three of us in the foreground kind of talking and then, like, <laughs> and Miraslana runs by with a little yeah. bell. Just like, <laughs> I have to say one of my favorite things was uh, giving Chris just a little bit of something that he went with was when I dreaded everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes, the musical. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like her own hell, even though it looks so nice. <laughs> yep. I, I'll be honest. Like, I obviously that's one I had to come up with on the spot because <laughs> I was given no advance notice. And... You just texted him, I drug the pancakes? You, she yeah. did. She did. Um, I drug the pancakes. Or I think she handed me a note because we were still at the, yeah, uh, the table. Yeah, we were still over there. And I think, I, I think this was when I was re-watching Buff, or watching Buffy. 
And oh, yeah. the Buffy, the Buffy like musical episode was in my head, and I was sitting there. I was like, okay, so like, yeah, Veracast, you know, he, you know, he sees his god, and Calamity, you know, is in the void, and Rangram, you know, is off doing his thing. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but uh, but then I don't know. It was just that stroke of inspiration. I'm like, what would? And it, you know, all of you thought it was going to be like it was all like things that made sense to you. I'm like, what would be like? Narasana's worst nightmare and then I was just like and then just this image of this smiling sun in the sky is what did it and I was like fuck yes and it's musical and it's happy and, and the best thing is because you were able to do that because not only what would Narasana's worst night what would Caitlin's worst nightmare be yeah. knowing well, your players I think well yeah well to be fair like especially for you Sean and Amanda like your first, your first long D and D characters in many ways yourself, like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, like my first, my first D and D character I played for a long campaign was basically me in a fantasy land, like, <laughs> you know, so his name was John Dream Chaser. He, uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he was the son of a blacksmith who uh, was an atheist in a world with gods, so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing something pretty different for the next campaign. Yeah, yeah, I'm really yeah. excited to see what y'all y'all come up yeah. with next. Uh, especially, I mean, especially having seen like your little one-off characters that you guys have all done since then. So, like, oh, it'll be it'll be good. I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm excited not to have an ending looming over me for a couple of years anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping I can get a little bit of a little bit more of a handle on a on my actual background before we start yeah <laughs> instead of just making it up on the fly but that's part of the fun too like yeah. but. Mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to playing a character with a goal because i mean we've been playing for two and a half years and narastana never once had any sort of goal <laughs> other than kill the people i don't like yeah mm-hmm. these specific people that, that's it and part of that part of that's on me like i need to be I need to help you to foster that. So I mean, you you tried to pin me down several times. I just wouldn't commit. <laughs> also, a very strong part. Oh God, I just turned on a group video chat. I don't know how to stop it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like I got a notification and I hit it to look at it. I think they're still on. <laughs> Am I still on? Oh God! <laughs> oh, oh, what and, and what was uh in the background and it. It will make me laugh until the day I die. Um, Chris dropping the roll of aluminum. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Come back! No! Oh, no! Everything is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> he stood behind us, rolling to boil back up. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I just looked over at the, exactly the right time. <laughs> And Chris just gave, just literally, he's holding it by the end and, and watching it roll away. He just gives me a sheepish, sheepish little grin. I love it. Everything's fine. Just a rising note of panic in his voice. I'm so uh, oh. I regret. No regrets, Calamity. No regrets. <laughs> that is her. <laughs> it's a life well, I gotta say, I do appreciate you all rolling with it because I mean, like, I feel like 
I uh, I took some of your things and maybe ran with it in places you weren't intending. I don't think Amanda ever intended to be the harbinger of a god. Beta, <laughs> <laughs> beta, oops. But I mean, that was you know, it was just you know, kind of came out of the thing, you know, the things that was happening. So <laughs> I was like, oh dear. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I figured out a way to get Rangram over his racism. Yeah. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. It was. <laughs> Who is he? What was he racist against? I forget. Go oh, goblins, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know you guys are like, Ross, you're keeping everything. Like, it doesn't tell us anything, but like, yeah. a good motivation for that for Calamity was like, if I ignore it, maybe it will go away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand that. That's how I live my life. <laughs> like, if I just do nothing, <laughs> maybe I'll forget. <laughs> oh, here's a question for you, Chris. Yeah. What would have happened if she, like, absorbed the flame of Morad and then succeeded on the saving throw so Zelioth didn't come? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you guys would have had a whole uh, a whole horde of undead to deal with. So, well, I mean, it would have it would have it would have it would have changed things. Um, uh, it would have changed her ending too. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, uh, the the horde the the Moradian horde would have still been there. Um, would have posed a threat. Invincible. Uh, you know, uh, somebody would have stepped up in Veracast's place. Probably. Mm. Oh, man. A long grinding campaign. Was that, like, a really high saving throw, or had I just fucked that so bad? Which one? That was DC 30. It was 30, yeah. Which is really high. Yeah. But, but doable for you. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, totally. Like I said, freak accident that you didn't roll higher than a. 15. Well, the odds were against her, but yeah, she had Normal. two. I knew she had have at least two rolls at it. That's why a lot. <laughs> Hasn't there been two other times where she's rolled the thirty that she needed, and that was a couple of levels ago? Well, no, that, those were twenty-five, I believe. Uh, yeah. I mean, either way, she's made the saving throw at comparable. The, yeah, level. the difficulty of her controlling it ratcheted up. Based on the powerful, more powerful things that she mm-hmm. did, did oh, he, uh, Roderick escape? Yeah, what happened to Roderick? Roderick unfortunately passed. He was in the orb. Oh. It... Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Poor I casualty didn't award. Answer, and that made me sad. What's it? I guess the answer. I said I didn't ask because I guessed out the answer, and it made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. You're going to have to figure out what happened to Barry. Yeah. Did you not do Barry? Barry's lost at sea. Oh, he's lost at sea? We think. Poor baby. And Barry. He owned the nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (sighs) Right. I don't think there's so many more questions, though. I, I just can't think of them. Well, you can always, always group chat them. 
Yeah. Well, and now he can't say no <laughs> for the most part. There's no reason to not answer most questions as we re-listen to the entire campaign. No. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, um, what if we do like a battle royale next week instead of having Matt try to get something in the next week? Well, we were talking about just doing character creation, but... Oh, yeah, that's true. I we, could do, we, that. could, we could do both. What's a battle royale? We fight each other. Oh, uh, games it. Really? <laughs> what level would we do this at? 20. You're 20. Level 20. Oh, wait, oh, no. Wait. Like, as our characters now? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Against godlamity or calamity? Calamity. Yeah. Okay, I was like, there's two big differences there. Yeah. No, level level 20 warlock calamity. Yeah. Wow. The one with her orb. Like all of our current equipment and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Just for kids. That fun. It'll yeah. probably go pretty quick. Um, it probably will. And if you guys want, I can also run a... Um, you guys could do a squad battle against something, just for kicks. <laughs> you do a Malfiax fight. <laughs> well, something minus plot, right? Yeah. Just like us against something random. Just an exhibition game. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I really like the Battle Royale, though. Yeah. That's that so we'll, we'll, do, we'll do characters for Matt's thing. We'll do a Battle yeah. Royale. Uh, and then if yeah. we have time left afterwards, we'll all throw you against something around CR 24 or 25. You want to do, do us against all of our NPCs? Yes! <laughs> that sounds like a terrible time for Chris. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be like a big solo monster because I don't want to run 600 things. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I vote no, I live with the man. That sounds terrible for him. <laughs> but, that, that sounds good. Um, all right, well, it's... It's 10 o'clock in Illinois. Uh, I'm actually yeah. going to split this audio up into two. I'm going to end the uh, I'm going to end the uh, the Campaign. episode at the end, uh, and then uh, and then I'll have this as a bonus Q and A after after post campaign uh, post campaign. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. So, all right, I'll get those updated. Very cool. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been I like I've said many 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 times before. I couldn't have I couldn't ask for better players. So, I've had a lot of a lot of stinky players over the years and you guys were very not stinky. So. Yay. And I can feel the tears coming again. So, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to disconnect before I cry in front of y'all. Love you guys. Love you Good all. Night. Love you. Good night. Oh, <laughs>